This is a Salt Hill Media original podcast. Hello, welcome to the Ireland podcast. This is Fender Jackson. My guest this week is Patrick McGuire, the animator. He's also an artist. He's also a musician. He's also a... He's loads of things. He makes board games. And he is quite hilarious. It would be fair to say. Why do I say that? Because I've been killing myself laughing editing this episode. It's wonderful the questions that you think of whenever you press stop. And I asked Patrick, what did he think of Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead? And Patrick was unashamedly gushing with enthusiasm and praise for Mike Judge. I asked this because I saw his animation and I thought, this is Beavis and Butthead for Belfast. That's an unfair description, I guess. But you know what? I don't care because I interviewed the man and I just put this episode together. For those of you who don't know, I also run the Galway podcast down here in Galway. And I have a tagline which goes, you're champion for Galway. Why do I say that? Because I see it as that. I, I champion people who live there in the city and also in the county. And I see it as it belongs to them and not to me in many ways. Because I'm not from Galway. I'm a blowin', just like Sharon Shannon. So I was working with this other tagline for the Ireland podcast, which was, you're champion for the island. I thought, oh, the island, you know, it's like all-inclusive. And then somebody said to me, you know, that could be read as you're campaigning for an all-Ireland thing and using a podcast as a vehicle for that. And I went, you're right, you're right, oh, you're right. So now, yeah, it's a celebration. But the thing is, it's a champion for the people on the podcast. So it's a celebration for the champions that are on the podcast and I do it in a championing fashion. I say all this because Patrick hasn't got many followers and you know what? I don't care about that either. It's hilarious and that's all I care about. If it's good content, it's going on the Ireland podcast. But if it's not good content, I'll probably put it on anyway and then think afterwards, I shouldn't have put that on really, but it'll be too late so it doesn't matter and I don't care about that either, you know. This interview was recorded outside Botanic Gardens in Belfast on the 6th of January, which is of course famous for being the celebration in America. And also, the wise men visited Jesus, the baby Jesus, but some people don't believe that and that's okay. But most importantly, it's John Devlin's birthday. So big shout out to John Devlin for his happy birthday celebrations that day. We had a great time, me and him going on a pub crawl, two teetotalers running about Belfast. Belfast didn't know what hit it. The good thing about doing a pub crawl whenever your teetotal is, you can go about 20 bars. In the end, we ran out of bars to go to. Sharon Shannon was also playing in the Ulster Hall that evening, and she gave a shout out to my dad. My dad was in the audience, so thanks Sharon for doing that. My father's still reeling from the shock of being in the Ulster Hall and having a shout out from Sharon Shannon on the Feast of the Holy Riots. Oh, you can't say holy riots anymore, can you? Okay, ask ChatGBT there, what does it call it? My father is still reeling from the shock of being in the Ulster Hall and being shouted out by Sharon Shannon on the feast of the legitimate political discourse. Isn't it great that we have just one version of facts now? ChatGBT really can sort us out now and AI, we've got a bright future ahead of us. Just one clear path. 
no problems at all. What I want from this episode, do what I would love, I would love that this man, this Patrick McGuire fella, gets recognised even more than he already has been. And then people with a bit of money throw him some projects that they can actually do and not feel too stroked, as he says. Wouldn't that be class? The Ireland podcast is indeed a celebration of the island of Ireland and all the people who inhabit it and who have left it. I will be interviewing some huge guests in the coming year and years, I hope. And I will always keep my ear to the ground to see what's happening on the undersurface, see who I can shine a light on and bring them to the fore in terms of a podcast episode. Okay, enough of my ramblings. Bands, give us one of them Patrick Maguire finishes there. You want a fruit, you get a dog. I'm Phil Coulter, and you're listening to the Ireland Podcast. Well, how's it going, man? Not so bad. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Paddy Maguire and I'm an artist that makes cartoons and music and other such things. So Paddy, I know you from your videos, your pure mad videos. Yeah. A friend of mine is a guy called Ed Bennett. You don't know him, he's a composer from Bangor. Okay. He's actually a doctor of uh, one of these places in, in London. Um, right. The Royal College of Music, no less. And he sent me your videos. He was killing himself laughing. That's amazing. I wouldn't have thought. I thought they'd be a bit too low brow for someone of that description, but that's great that they're reaching a wider, a broader community. So that's cool. <laughs> amazing. And just to flag this, you I was just looking at your Instagram. You got seventeen hundred followers, which ain't breaking the bank just yet. No, no. But uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's your YouTube channel like? It's not breaking the bank either. It's probably less, like something like a thousand or something. But the followers I do have are niche. Like it's it's a niche stuff I make. So the people that are into it, they're really into it rather than, you know, lots of people that are sort of half into it. So I'd rather it that way, you know, so. So just describe uh, what Pure Mad is. Pure Mad was a series I made. There's five episodes of it. It's an animated series of shorts. Um, about a time-traveling cocaine addict um, who gets a magic key at a house party, <clears throat> excuse me, and he sniffs it, and every time he sniffs it, excuse me, it transports him to a random point in time. We got a key here, I have a key here, Crick, but you must know that this is a magic key. Once you use this key, you'll be transported to a random point in time, and the only way to come back so the first episode he ends up at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You know they say that at the party. You know they say that. That's but he's desperate, that ball. He needs a bump. I feel a bump. I get a bit bump. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, don't you take that fucking side up. Don't take that side up. No hands. My second episode sort of ends up in the future. Happy days. I do all right here. I do all right. What day was it? It is the year 4732. Oh, fuck me. I meant to be in fucking work. 2,700 years ago, fuck me. 
sure he goes to Roswell, all these different places. Sir, we've discovered two civilians from outside the base close to the ranch in Roswell, New Mexico. And? Sir, one of the civilians ain't a civilian. Well, what is it? Sir, we, we believe it's... We believe it's from another planet. Take me. The civilian we can speak to. He claims to be a car salesman from Delaware. The alien being, we, we can't communicate with it. It seems to be speaking some kind of primitive alien language. Primitive alien language? I let your fucking primitive alien slap your fucking... See? Interesting. And you? I am a car salesman from Delaware. Can you communicate with the alien being? And what does it say? It it's kind of like a blackadder, but for the sort of the sesh reader. But um, the sesh reader, what's that? Like just people that just partying on. So it's like if you could, if blackadder was like in a house party in the Holy Lands, like geared out of his head, it's basically like that. Crackadder, you might call it like, <laughs> or like t quantum steak, or something. But um, what is steak? Someone farts about in tracksuits and. Um, I mean, the stereotype would allude that they're generally counterproductive to society, sort of stealing cars, but they're not really, you know, I mean, most of them are upstanding citizens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being paid to say that, you know. Yeah, so, um, it is very Belfast-based. Yep. And the, the reason why I found it so funny is because I used to live in Belfast. Belfast. So, uh, but I think people outside Belfast might not... I think people west of the band might not get a lot of it. That's true, yeah. I've been told there's no export quality to the or export value to the cartoons, but you have to make what you want to make. I've tried making stuff that's a bit more vague and would be, you know, understood by people further afield, but uh, it just doesn't make me laugh as much. You know, the, what makes me laugh is sort of the, the crack here and the quality, but, I mean, I'm always growing, so maybe later down the line. I have made stuff that's, like, less Belfast thing, but it always ties back into some joke about, like... Like a curry chip or some, some stupid, like something local. Like. Good evening. Today on Mastermind, we have self-styled header and the star of hit online animated series, Pure Mad, Crick. Crick. Crick, what is your chosen specialist subject? Kebabs. Kebabs coming up in 90 seconds. In which 10th century Baghdadi cookbook did the kebab first appear? The kebab all to make. What is the name of a traditional roll-wrapped kebab in Finland? The real kebab. In which century did the doner kebab first appear in Turkey? 19. Which dried fruit makes up part of the popular sub-Saharan kebab, Sosati? Oh, the dried apricot. What is the etymology behind the word doner? Basically, it comes to the Turkish form, dawn back, which basically means a turn. It's can be grilled for hours on a rotating spot. Approximately how many kebab shops are there in the UK? 17,400 The Indian Tundeke Kebab is alternatively known as the Buffalo Meat Kaluni Kebab In Bali, the popular dish Satay Lilit is considered a symbol of which virtues and benefits? The male prize, unity and prosperity a traditional Iraqi kebab is known for having which kind of texture? Oily in the UK, adding the word meal to the end of kebab implies the addition of what? How many varieties of kebab are there? Seemingly endless. How many kebab houses are within walking distance from the Queen's House in Windsor? Four. What is a kebab skewer also known as? A jaslik. The chikartmi kebab is traditionally made with what ingredients? Well, basically, a marinated strip of veal, a red potato, 
uh, friend Malu, uh, like, like, like a garlic yogurt of sort and um, uh, a, a green pepper. The chapali kebab is a fried kebab originating from which two countries? Crick, that was absolutely outstanding. That's the highest score we've ever seen someone get in the history of Mastermind. Son. Crick, where will you be donating your winnings to? Uh, we do it, man, when it's uh, some popular with basketball and uh, the non-profit organizations to help out that free drug test and catch that poverty you my mouth on. A worthy cause indeed. But uh, I would like to make them. I mean, that's where the money is. You're not going to make any... Not that that's the reason I make stuff, but, you know, it would be nice to sort of reach a wider audience and have a better following, maybe for my music as well. I could play shows and all, but... I mean, I'm not gonna, it's not gonna happen really, like, probably. <laughs> Big things never coming. Small things maybe coming on the horizon. I just had an interesting conversation with this guy called Jitterbug Jackson, Hugh Brown, and, okay. and he is in his 50s. Right. And he's always done what he wanted to do. He's always stuck to his guns, yep. and he's made a living out of it. You know, so yeah. there's an argument there that the, the art should be coming from within yourself because if you're if you start writing for somebody that's not you and how would how what do you think that they would like yeah no you're in big trouble and like i always thought that because i mean animation's a laborious process so if you're making it and it's not even making you laugh and you're just making it on the you know in the whim that it's going to make you know some random whatever hypothetical <laughs> population of people laugh then you're in big trouble like because it's, it's not going to happen and then yeah, you just that's why I just make what makes me laugh and then when other people find it funny I'm it's great, you know, like it adds to it. Like, so. Are you from Belfast? Yeah, I'm from Belfast. I lived there till I was eighteen and then uh, half my family live in London, so I moved there for about ten years and then uh, came back here during the pandemic when uh, the hospitality sector was decimated. Is that what they were doing over there? Well yeah, no, I just I mean everyone basically got furloughed or lost their jobs and then whenever we got we were one of the first people sent back to work. I was working in a bar in Camden. And um, I mean, people weren't even sure if like the virus was over, but they had us straight back in, and no one was wearing masks. Like they weren't enforcing it. Whatever your thoughts are on that, but it just it just showed me how sort of worthless we are in the grand scheme of the hospitality sector. Not that you know I actually felt the opposite of that while I was working on it. I mean, you feel it every day, but after that, I was like, right, you know, kind of done with this. So moved back to Belfast, started doing my postgraduate, and I finished that in five months. So your postgraduate was in what? Fine art. So you have taken those skills and put it into your video making? Sort of, yeah. To be honest, in the fine art stuff I make, I don't really... I make more installation kind of stuff. Like, I have an exhibition next week, and it's, it's, it's actually like a board game I've kind of made. So I don't really... I never got taught how to, like, animate or much videography work or media in college. Like, it was more you got taught conceptual approaches, and maybe that would influence your writing or your, the ideas you're creating, but... Practically speaking, um, there wasn't much. I didn't really learn much about animation in school, but uh, it's been great for other stuff, you know. So bouncing ideas off people and stuff, you know. What's the board game about? <clears throat> the board games are sort of excuse me, like a spin-off. I made these trading cards. Uh, they're called late stage capitalism trading cards, and they're a parody of uh, Pokemon trading cards. Because uh, I thought the Pokemon card would be a good vessel to illustrate the kind of the machine that is mass consumerism. 
So there are all these different cards that sort of illustrate different aspects of society, of a failing society. I was actually meant to bring one to show you, but I, I didn't bring it, but I'll, I'll post you it out if you give me your address. But uh, so it was just trading cards and you sort of battled them. Um, but I've not seen made a board game out of it. It's kind of like the game of life, only a lot more bleak and sinister and real. And um, yeah, it's going to be opening next Thursday at Cityside Centre uh, in Belfast. It's a group show, so there's a lot of cool group work, other artist stuff, but mine's is a wee board game. So you can see all this sort of serious stuff and then play this really miserable board game to cheer yourself up on the way out. <laughs> so the pure mad stuff, um, yeah. that, was, that was five episodes, you said? Five so far, yeah. So then you have other video animation work, which is well. I, what was the one I saw? Wee dog. The wee dog. Wee dog like ad walk itself, wasn't it? When there was a dog there. Wee dog like ad walk itself. <laughs> He's looking at me like. Look at that. Oh wee dog. Oh wee dog. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Wee dog. Yeah, wee dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was just um, <clears throat> just the ideas come to me. It's usually just I'll think of something, just a wee sentence like that. And then usually there's a lot of exploring the banal and sort of the repetition and monotony of living in Belfast because I think it is quite a boring place with respect to Belfast, especially because I came back from London, not to sound like I came back from an ivory tower to uh, like the fourth century, but it does feel like that sometimes. But uh, you'll find themes like that often in my work, sort of trying to extract humour from repetition in the in the mundane of everyday life and that was the dog one was an example of that you know 49 chicken gijon made with chips and a drink that's yours love number 50 battered chassis with a taco chip that's yours love Hi, can I number 51 battered cowboy supper special with choice of dip that's yours love Yeah, can Number get... 52, family variety meal, that's four pasties, four sausages, two chips, one scallop, onion rings and a 1.25 litre drink. That's yours, love. Can, uh, can... Uh, can I... Uh, love, if you're going to order something, you may hurry up, I can't sit here all day, fuck me. What about the chip shop order? The big lad meal, yeah. <laughs> the big lad meal. So that's, uh, that was <laughs> stop go animation. Yeah, that was a mix of stop motion. And um, yeah, no, that was all stop motion actually. So it was, I made that about three years ago. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a terrible chest. Um, I made that about three years ago and um, it sort of disappeared into the black hole that is YouTube, the crack hole, super massive crack hole that is YouTube. Cause there wasn't much people seeing it, but then it, I've uploaded it as a single standalone onto TikTok. Um, it's a different social media platform with more people on it, and it just everyone just started loving it, and like something like three hundred thousand people watching it now. Oh, yeah, and I was like, I know, because like it's not even, it's just stupid. It's just me pickling my own head, just talking nonsense about like. Well, I mean, there is layers of humor to it, like, but um, yeah, people just loved it now, and then, um, yeah, that's. I mean, that's like the, probably the weakest writing I've done in my opinion, and. So that's what I mean, you can't write for other people, you know, you can only yeah. write for yourself, like, otherwise you'd, there's no point, like, you know. Can I have two sausage shoppers and a um, uh, big lard meal? Two sausage, a uh, what? Um, just, just two free sausage suppers. Hold on, hold on, free sausage suppers? Oh, no, 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 
What was it you ordered the first time, Earl, of two sausage suppers and a what? Uh, a big lad meal. A big lad meal? Oh, well, forgive me, sir. I hadn't realised you were the big lad. Is that right, is it, I? You're a big lad? Nah. Big I... lad looking your wee big lad meal, eh? No, it's not actually even for me. Oh, well, look at that. Look at this now. The big lad has come in to order his wee big lad meal. But it's not even for him. Well... Who's it for, him, big lad? It's for my mate in the gaff. It's for his mate in the gaff. Well, what are the chances, sir? Tell me, is big lad, is he a big lad too, aye? Uh, nah, not really. Not really? Well, what's he ordering a big lad meal for? It, it, it was on the menu. It was on the menu. It was on the menu. It was on the fucking menu. How about that? That's just sweet then, isn't it? That's just sweet. You're just going to walk in here, act the big lad, order your wee fucking big lad meal for your wee mate and our big lad and then you're just going to dander out I dander out like nothing happened at all like nothing happened is that, is that what was going to happen was it I? well I don't even want it now you don't want it? He, he doesn't want everyone 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 the big lad doesn't want his big lad mate and is there a second voice? Is there a second artist? No, in... it's all me that does the voices just uh, just put a fact on my voice or you know you have the great voice or dogs like an outspine of the body, you know, like the walls up down. Um, or there's the Young Wab, is like a series I make that satirizes the local hip hop scene and I suppose the local creative art scene by proxy. It's sort of just poking fun at little things I've noticed in the, in the hip hop scene and the art scene. And he's, what's, what's that voice like? He's like, um, Wab, Wab, he just sounds like there's a lot of pity in his voice because he's about to blow. Like, I'm about to blow, it's gonna be so big. You see all these rappers, you know, kind of big. guys. Big things are coming. Everything's gonna be huge, and um, and he's got a mate called Cuts that sort of sounds like he's taking a draw of a fag, but just can't get it out. And it's sort of like he talk talks like like at earth, like he's holding on to like a draw of a fag, like. Um, and then there's Fathead who sort of has this giant head and he sort of sounds like this, like, oh, I've just got a big fat, big fat head on uh, <laughs> There's loads of them, but I can only do so many. So like, I've done a film, I've done the Young Wab film that was two hours long. Um, I was lucky to get a grant off the Arts Council for that, Arts Council and I, and I cast a lot of people in that because it was too many, there was like a hundred characters. <clears throat> but I'm hesitant about ca- casting people again because you never know what happens in the future, especially if you're just casting random people. You don't know whether they might, you know, turn into... <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but just turn into a bit, of, a bit, be a bit hectic or something later down the line, and then it can tarnish your project. So that's why. And I'm also a massive control freak, so that's why I usually try to just do everything myself. You know. <laughs> I'm just going to turn off the car. Huh? Yeah, no worries. So, um, so the animation itself. What software are you using for that? Um, I'm self-taught, so I use this sort of Frankenstein approach. So I would use like a kind of myriad programs mainly adobe software such as like photoshop i use for characters and backgrounds and maybe some after effects for the actual animation and the movement Uh, i use ableton for recording the dialogue and for making the music and the you know the animations of the background fully or sound effects or tweaking sound effects any audio work gets done in ableton Um, and then i use trelby is the script writing software i use it's free freeware and it just helps you structure all your scripts in the, um, in the order. And I don't think there's anything else. I should use more Premiere Pro for the final, actual you know where you put everything together kind of. Um, 
I think that's it. Maybe some other wee stupid programs. But um, as I say, you could probably do it all on After Effects or Illustrator or something. But because I'm self-taught, it's like I've just sort of worked in this kind of, you know, sellotape that there and blue tack that into there and just make sure it works and export it like 400 times and still doesn't work. And then, you know, deck your monitor and then, you know, export it another 400 times. Then eventually you get the... And then it works. <laughs> My favourite YouTuber... My favourite guy on the internet is a guy called Warren Hurt, and he right. is a producer, a record producer in LA, and he's produced Aerosmith and all these guys, and he Good. is he's from England. And the reason why I love him is because he tells everybody all his secrets. Right. And the message that he constantly tells you is it doesn't matter what software you, you're using, yeah. it's the idea behind it. And the software is only the vehicle, you know, you've heard probably... Um, what do you call it, Apple guy, uh, Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. He said, you know, it's, a, it's bicycles for the mind, you know. Yeah. It, it, the software is only a vehicle in which to get you to your artistic vision. Yeah. So I wouldn't be beating yourself up about uh, using all of Frankenstein of, of uh, no, software. No, but I, I respect that guy for actually, you know, explaining his entire approach, if that's what you're saying, like mm, his, his yeah. sort of practical side, because I would be hesitant to doing that because in case someone does it and then makes their stuff better or something so uh, like people always ask, like I do get messages quite often you know people like oh can you show us how to do this or can you teach us you know how to animate and I would like to teach people certain bits but maybe not everything like because yeah. you know it's like the Illuminati you have to sort of you know well well, his approach is his approach is the opposite of that it's, yeah. it's, it's leaning into that fear it's a lot better and to say okay I can teach you yeah. and you can sign up for my course yeah. and you can uh, learn X, Y, and Z. And then he's making money of it. He's getting awards for it and all the rest, you know? See, the thing is, I think, because the way I learned, <clears throat> I didn't really have anyone to show me, and that's what made me develop into my own style. You know, I was just sort of figured out programs and stuff. So I'd be happy to say, you know, okay, I use this for that or that for this or whatever. And then it, it lets people sort of develop their own approach, mm -hmm. but while still, you know, they're... You, you're not just staring at a blank page, you know, you can show them, lead them into the house, you know, but you don't have to make them their dinner, you know, you can yeah, help yeah. them. <laughs> and so whenever you're writing a script and mm. so on, do you actually write all the text down and then act it out or do you go down the road and then react in a different character? How, how does that work? I usually do it, um, <clears throat> well, the first, what I usually do at first is basically like the notes on my phone. Um, hope you're all, you can all see this well. Yeah. Uh, we already have the subtitles button on. <laughs> um, but as I'm just saying, it's just sort of random sentences that have just jumped into my head. Right, yes. There's random bits and then you sort of expand on what it could be just like a sentence. For example, a wee dog like I'd walk itself and then write the script out. And then, yeah, I'll usually do one character at a time, uh, record all the dialogue, do the lip syncing, which is laborious. It's where you um, sync different mouth shapes to the... Wow. I, think I think they're called phonemes. Yeah. I think they're called, they're like just mouth shapes, but you sort of sync that individually. And then... Um, wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's the most, that's the longest part. And the worst part is you can't even listen to music because it's, um, it, you're focusing on the sound. Well, you can listen to maybe something, you know, but I just don't because you... Yeah, yeah. Harder. But uh, yeah, do that. And then um, <clears throat> what's quite fun is I chop each, uh, excuse me, hope we can cut these coughs out. <laughs> sound like you're next to <laughs> guy from South Park, right? But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, like you chop out the different individual bits of dialogue and then that gives you this kind of godlike touch where you can uh, create sort of different nuances in timing between the different deliveries of the dialogue. So I can, I'm in total control of, you know, like if 
like a lot of the, in comedy it's timing you know you have like the build up and then the punchline or whatever the delivery um, and you, ha- you have total control so maybe like the joke just doesn't work at all if there's a millisecond too much of a pause yeah. or too little of a pause but you can you have because you've chopped it all up you can, and it takes a long time but um, I mean I've done stuff when I've done the film I sort of did scenes in one take uh, just for time just like time restraints but um, that's how I would do it generally record everything separately chop it all up and then afterwards in post put it all together and you can really and you'll find jokes you, stuff you didn't even know was funny like just random silences yeah. you know and you're like oh like you're in, like creasing up at it like you know so it's there's a lot more um, as I say nuance and chance for kind of you call it like spontaneity you know spontaneous jokes too so. I loved your uh, really what was it the really one with the crisps the radio one with the crisps. What was that one? The bottom seven crisps. Oh yeah, the recent one. Oh yeah, I just made that yesterday. I can't even remember. <laughs> right, right. What what about the top five? The the five bet five. five well, if if you if you were if you were on a desert island, and you you could only you only, you were only allowed to bring one flavor. No, I've already done the desert island crisp. Pen. Hold on, I'm not done. Well, what, what, right, what if you, hold on, you're, you're on de- desert island, you're on the desert island and there's a tree and the, the tree grows flavored crisps, crisps. Ask chat GPT, would you say flavored crisps or crisps? Uh, it just says crisps. Just crisps, right. Okay, so desert island tree growing crisps. What, what flavors would what flavors would be your top, your bottom, uh, bottom uh, five, bottom six, bottom seven? Nah, I don't do. Right now, what about what about the, the buses? Well, the buses are always um, always slow, or late, slow, late. Ask ChatGPT: Is it slower or late for the bus? It's late, late, right? Late buses, late buses, late buses, right? Well, if if you could if you could pick. What if, if you could pick someone to drive your sl- your your late bus late bus? If you could pick someone to drive your late bus, uh, to get it on time, uh, who who would you pick? And then uh, can we get um like a wee picture of uh Mel Gibson or something beside um beside the bus we bus said Mel Gibson why Mel Gibson I'm sure he was in speed no he wasn't that was George Clooney well, look it doesn't fucking matter really just someone with the bus someone with the bus and then your graphic design intern isn't that right it, it, check chat TPT what is it yeah, it's graphic design intern A graphic design intern right graphic design intern can you you can photoshop the John Clooney in front of the bus. I can't use Photoshop. I can only write articles about people getting assaulted. Right, okay. Well, that's typical. I have to fucking do everything. Right, okay. That's basically all. That's okay. Um, See, what else? What else? There's January. January. There's not, not really any... Nothing really, like, going on. And, There's dry January. Oh, dry January. That's right. That's right. Oh, result. Result. Unreal. That's unreal. So what? what's... uh We're fucking... What... Right, alcohol-free Guinness, right? Everyone fucking loves it, right? What drinks would you not want to drink if you were not doing Dry January, Dry January next year? Next year, get them with the next year. Hit them, hit them with that next year. Next year, next year, next year. Yeah, no, that was funny. I just wanted to make... I was on the toilet and I was reading... Uh, 
uh, no harm to Belfast Live, but they write some vapid uh, articles. But it was something like the what was it? The top ten bus routes in Belfast most likely not to turn up early. <laughs> I was just like, hang on. So I just made that, and it was like you know poking fun at kind of these jaded journalists in this writer's room trying to struggle and to come up with something, you know, because and then at the end the wee lad, he's been kneecapped or something and they're like, oh thank god, Jesus, thank god someone's been horrifically assaulted like to save us from having to actually write an interesting story <laughs> sorry Belfast Live although I'm not really sorry you know, whenever I've I've lived abroad, I say abroad, outside of Northern Ireland since 1996. And yeah. I've been listening to Radio Ulster a lot. Right. To keep me, you know, grounded so that I can actually have something to talk to my family about whenever <laughs> I call them up. Yeah. And then sometimes I find myself listening to, you know, half an hour about the state of bus lanes in Belfast. <laughs> I'm thinking, crikey, I ain't going home. And I'm going to have more knowledge about the state of bus lanes in Belfast than my family who live just 40 minutes down the road. Is that your family live in Belfast, you say? No, Draperstown. Draperstown, right? The okay. All right, okay, okay. Yeah. But still up north, though, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the radio has a lot to answer for. Um, I mean, no harm, but geez. I mean, I like uh, Radio Faltia. It's um, a wee station based in West Belfast, an Irish language speaking station. Uh, they play, like, really random niche music you would never even have heard of. Like, unbelievable stuff. That's a really good station, but the rest of them, oh my God, I just don't. It feels like. I feel like I live in like a fantasy world, like the Truman Show, and everyone's just pretending to like the, all this music and like, I don't know, but uh, yeah, like it's terrible. Like, and then the country music's on at like three or something for like four hundred hours, and then yeah, it's just anything just to sort of I suppose try to take our mind off the how horrible reality is or something. But it just makes it worse. So, you're a musician as well. Yep. And sort of. What do you want to say about that? Um. I like to play music. <laughs> yeah, I used to be, I started playing guitar when I was a kid, but um, wasn't very good at it. Um, wrote a lot of sort of angsty stuff when I was younger, which I've thankfully deleted from the internet. Um, and then I started playing banjo about five years ago. Couldn't really figure it out. Five string banjo, uh, the American style. And um, yeah, over the past three, three years or so, started really getting into it, playing shows. Um, started playing keyboard, taking out the shows. Um, Self-taught? Self-taught as well, yeah. Keyboard as well, self-taught. Keyboard as well, yeah. So that, but then again, see, that means you learn bad habits and like a weird approach to stuff and sort of you know like everything I write's in C minor blues, like you know. Cause, but um, yeah, that and uh, I play bazooki a wee bit as well. Um, I got a mallet. What do you call it, mallet? I don't like the wee thing you blow into. I just got it for Christmas. Melodica. Girlfriend just got me that. Thank you, Alana. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I also make lots of beats and do rapping, but um, I perform that a lot less because. Uh, I'm not really that good. I don't have the best delivery. See, my delivery, my voice works. <clears throat> Excuse me, this discordant, horrible voice you're hearing right now, it sort of works over the sort of harsh frequencies of the banjo, I think. It sort of complements it, but on smoother hip-hop beats I make or stuff, I don't think it really it really works. Maybe a little bit of it, like, but, you know, a full album's maybe a bit much. Have you thought about bringing some of those characters into your songwriting? Into the songwriting uh, or, or song performance Yeah I did a whole album Of uh, Fathead The guy that talks like that There's a full album Called What's Real He's like Jeans glistening And septo shimmering Fatheads in your kitchen Watching the Simpsons Peeling the skin off Your Sunday roast chicken And using it to block up Your sink for not listening Like that There's like seven songs of it There's one of uh, There was one of Zed's I think there's I can't remember I don't know. Yeah, I've done it. Like I've done, and then people have had me do intros, you know, to their albums and the crick voice, like the. Oh, oh. 
um, skate. He has has one he got me to do a, like an intro for his album. I'm not undone. I think it was. And there's a he got me like do a wee skit with like five or six different characters. Like it was really funny. Um, but yeah, no, maybe like in the future I'll do a wee bit more. But I've got an album coming out here soon. I just haven't got around to promoting it, and I don't really like promoting gigs. Because it's so annoying, like, and um, the jargon musicians use is so annoying, I think, and it's it puts me off doing it. No, like, guys, I'm so excited to tell you about this amazing gig, and it's going to change your life. We've got these two acts you've never heard of opening, and then me, and I'm playing, and me, it's just sort of, like, I mean, I know people have to do it, but the narcissism, and it's just... Hi guys, just checking in with you all as we're at the end of the year now and what a year it has been. <laughs> I'm sure like me, you're all extremely excited for what I have in store for 2024. <laughs> a lot of people asking me, what will my word of 2024 be? I'm going to go ahead and say growth. I think that is a word we can all extract some kind of knowledge from. And if you can't yet, that's totally fine. It's fine. You just might not be at that point in your journey yet. And, and that's fine, that's fine. Maybe, maybe your word could be journey. <laughs> it's that simple, folks. Big thank you to everyone checking out my music, my self-help books, my cooking blog, my travel blog, my clothing line, my poetry blog, my range of craft beers. <sighs> My DJ career, my body wash and accessories line, dress up game available on App Store January the 2nd, short story blog. And of course, I'm really excited to set up my podcast next month. Now, everyone's asking me, who will my first guest be? Who will it be? They keep asking me, stop asking me. Well, I'll tell you now, it's gonna be me. I know you have to do it, like, you know, but like, it's just, oh, I just hate it. Like, so I've made the songs, like, but I just, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe do it in March or something. Nice to be March somewhere. Maybe just do it in my house. <laughs> just me on the toilet playing them. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to play a song now? Yeah, I could play a song. You got, you got a banjo in the back seat of the car yeah, here. I'll take it out here. I tuned it up like so. Oh, good still, man. Not that it makes any difference, like, so there's a banjo, so. Well, so it's open back. Open back, yeah. So we uh, five string open back. It's a daring good time. It's just lighter. Oh, it's daring. It? Oh, okay. Daring good time, all right. It's make sure I fit this without causing any damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But bring it on in. I mean, you can sit in the back as Maybe well. Maybe I should sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'll press pause. Huh, huh. All right. Right, you got the banjo. Out. Yeah. What's going on with that fifth string? The fifth string. <laughs> So the reason I got the banjo a prerequisite was because um, this tuning peg was broke off it and the guy was like, if you fix it, you know, you can have it or whatever. And I just stuck a load of glue into it, like uh, not the right glue, glue that doesn't, glue that fills it up. So that I put the tuning peg in, I think it was baked or something stupid, one of the three in the morning things. And um, yeah, and it's just been that way for four or five years. So I've got this really high, yeah. sort of high string. But it... uh, Can you tune that? Yeah, I tune it fine, yeah. Well, it just means that the tuning peg's glued into the hole. Oh no, it's just glued into the hole, not right. the actual, not the actual tuning peg. Like right. the tuning peg's fine. It's just like this came out. Right. Oh, the whole peg came yeah, out. Yeah, the whole right. peg. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't glue the tuning peg. Oh, okay, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you glued it. I did that with a violin before, though, for some reason, because it kept coming on. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? On on tune, out of tune, and then uh, it just destroyed. You're the okay, whole... yeah, you can move to the middle if you want. I move that bag. No, that's it? fine, man. That's fine here. Because okay, okay. that's sort of like. Okay, so talk about this song. What is it? Okay, this song is called I Think There's Something in the Stew and uh, it's off my first album, uh, Shrap Rattle, which is uh, on Bandcamp and will be on Spotify again soon. I'm just swapping uh, distribution 
Um, and it's sort of about a guy that gets haunted by a bowl of stew and he can't sleep and it drives him to the point of madness. And uh, I wrote it about, I was in my room and my girlfriend made this lovely pot of stew and I was playing the melody for it and I couldn't think of anything to say over it. And then I just started going like, I think there's something in this stew because it keeps on telling me things to do. <laughs> and uh, that's that's it, the rest is history. Okay, go for it. The voice is in a pattern. I think there's something in the stew Cause it keeps on telling me things to do Like loving cars and burning trees And the crusty bread's been laughing at me I think there's something in that pot Fills my head with nasty thoughts I gaze in and it gazes back Ask me what's my crack Go ye out and burn a church and pray me scream
<laughs> but it was nice, Stu. <laughs> you see yourself, you're very technical on the banjo. Seriously, it sounds more technical than it is. It's more. Well, uh, you are. I mean, you're hitting your top string, right? Your yeah. drone string. And then you're, you're, you're hitting your, your second or third string yeah. and it's you're, it was very very precise cheers yeah um it's that's that technique's like drop thumb you do it's like sort yeah. of yeah um it but looks you're, you're, you're you're really you're on the money every time it's great thank you i appreciate that mm. <laughs> <laughs> can you, you pay that yeah well sort of like. So, yeah. how many albums have you got out? Um, I have one, Shrap Rattle, that's the banjo folk stuff. Aye. And then um, I have a second one called Jinx, and that's sort of do me hip hop stuff. Mm. I produced all the beats on it, and um, sort of that's rap, like more rap on it. Um, and then that's it at the minute. And then there's, oh no, I have another one called uh, uh, Chip, what was it? Chip Rattle. Mm. And what I did was I took the original, the Shrap Rattle, the banjo folk one, mm. and then remade it beat for beat out of noises from oh. like an 80s kind of games machine. Uh -huh. So it's all sort of like weird, like uh, Atari and Commodore noises, like beeps and bloops. Uh -huh. But it's every song down, like, well, there's only eight songs on it, but it's every song down to the note perfectly recreated. And then I took um, on Google Translate. You can type text in, and then it'll and then say oh, yeah. speak, and then you can get an automated voice back. So I had all the lyrics. I got that, and then recorded the lyrics back uh, through that. Excuse me, um, and then put that over the bleeps and bloops. So it made this fully. It was sort of like a commentary on AI, like you know, because people use AI to like generate you know melodies and drum loops and stuff. But why not use like technology or make like the most sort of robot sounding thing but it's actually taken all this you know human effort to make it or so I don't know there was some, some reason we're doing it some reason I think one person likes it my mate Shannon he loves the football song <laughs>
seven years went quickly by, but the fucking Stuart would not die, if it didn't speak to me it haunted all my dreams. The things it wanted got worse and worse, why do I have this savory curse, why have you forsaken me, will I never be free? I think there's something in this too. Because it keeps on telling me things to do. Like robbing cars and burning trees. And the crusty bread's been laughing at me. I took out all the vegetables, dissolved them in some chemicals, I took the broth and buried it under a willow tree. Later on that night again, I heard the stew inside my brain, it said there will be no escape, put salt and pepper in me. I think there's something in this stew. Because it keeps on telling me things to do. Like robbing cars and burning trees. And the crusty bread's been laughing at me. And it just won't leave me alone. It just won't leave me alone. It just won't leave me alone. I saw the video of that you have like his computer it's like uh it's got green letters coming down the screen oh yeah, yeah. and then it's got your japanese characters in there yeah that was uh michael owen with an apple for a head that was just like a wee i make a bit of drum and bass sometimes it's more like just drum but um sort of like uh amen loops basically and then i make like comedy loops now if, if there's an interview or something i've seen and there's a guy says something silly like there was an interview um sometime around i think when the monarchy was getting I think when King Charles was being, whatever you call it, kinged, uh, there was an interview with some fella and he was like, he gets asked like, uh, what, um, <laughs> it's on live TV. And he's like, they're like, so what, are you excited or something? And he's like, I think he will be a good morning because as a teacher, his mother was a teacher and has learned him how to do the king thing. Like, and I was like, hold on, what? be a great monarch for um, uh, the king because he has a teacher his mother was a teacher and uh, has learned from how to do the king thing well i hope he'll be a great monarch for um, uh, the king because he has a teacher his mother was a teacher and uh, has learned from how to do the king thing so rip that out and then loop it. Michael Owen said that. No, no, this is just a different one. But this, sorry, that's the genre. The Michael oh, okay, Owen one's okay. like the Michael Owen one was like uh, he said something about. But who said that originally? Just some poor fella on oh, TV. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then. So, so it wasn't it wasn't satire. It was actually for real. No, it was for real. Yeah. Wow. So I took I took that and then put it into this sort of drum and bass tune that I made. And then there's one the Michael Owen one where he's like it's just to be subgenre stuff. He's like talking about throwing an apple into a bin. And his dad like lecturing him or something, and that's how he learned his bravery in football by throwing apples when he wasn't. It's just like you know, one of the comments was like, "I bet the 
slow winter evenings flew by in the Michael Owen household. You know, everything was a challenge. I'd eat an apple in the, you know, watching the, the, the TV at night and the bin would be by the TV, you know, six metres away or whatever it was. And I, well, I would just do it. I had the bravery to, to miss and for there to be a stain on the wallpaper and my mum to absolutely scream at me. You know, everything was a challenge. I'd eat an apple in the, you know, watching the... the but like just little snippets like that'll make me john base ones there was one a pre-mark burned down in belfast to be while ago in the reopened one and uh there was an that was the big flagship store yeah, in big, belfast big mad one mm. there was mad fire but uh, they reopened. They reopened the next. Sorry, they built the next door. Funny enough, and um, there's a lady outside, and she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to get into this place. Tear the place asunder." And then I just took that out and then looped it. So just like finding, you know, just little snippets of uh, sort of something a bit silly on turning the ordinary into extraordinary. Exactly as well, which is sort of it stems back to the comet, like the cartoons, you know, taking sort of the mundane and um, repeating it and doing it just almost so much that it becomes funny and then it's no longer mundane, you know? Yeah. Which is weird, so... Yeah. So, before you get off, give us another song. What song are you going to play? Another song? <coughs> trying to think of one without swear words. Um, could do maybe uh, football, maybe. <coughs> actually, I'll, I'll hold the mic this time closer to your mouth just to see. Hi. Or actually, I'll just put it there. I'll, put it. Oh, I'll not touch it. Oh, I see. There we go. All right, so this is sort of a, like a making fun of um, just football I mean I love football but it's, it is kind of ridiculous objectively it is just one massive advertisement with all these sort of grown men getting blocked and fighting each other over so but anyway jokes aside it, it sort of goes like I think there's no swear words on this I hope not Someone to chin over football And we're chasing playoff positions Throw my pint on the floor Over offside, never given It's a penalty shout Fellas on the floor and he's rolling about Strikers going missing Someone's carried off for a mid or head collision Referees a clown When it was ten I had tried for a porter down And it's football Oh why the football We love being divided City United, it's football There's always something to win, there's always someone to chin over football And it's a VAR decision, cards bark back, bar beer, belly sipper is full of wisdom Give him a sack, needs a new keeper and a centre back We're up from the third division, throw my paint on the floor over offside, never given Keeper something else, Linfield top looks a lot like the UVF and it's football, why the football, why? We love being divided, city united, it's football. Football, football, why? Oh, I love it, but a football, people. There's always something to win, there's always someone to chin over football. Listen, I, I was born in Celtic, went to school in Rangers, I'll never be football. 
fella, he's no left foot, just cross it. There's only one ball, just got up in the head, I think. Never I was ten, I got trials. Oh, I got trials. Oh, I got trials. In the football. Oh, why the football? We love being the Vader City United. It's football. It's football. Oh, why the football? There's always something to win, there's always someone to chin over football So don't you ever slobber about put it down under tens, I give my life for that club <laughs> right, let's, let's lose half of the audience now, who do you follow in football? Uh, Manchester United Quite a difficult match for you today, your thoughts? Oh yeah, mate. I mean listen, this is football, let's not kid ourselves here Matches are always going to be difficult, some more difficult than others And some less, and, and some in a sort of middle ground of difficulty But you know, as, as I say, this is football So at the end of the day, there's only two teams out there As I say, and obviously one team has to win And unfortunately the other team has to lose Or in today's case, a draw Or in today's case, a draw, yes And as I say, draw's always going to be possible if needed Neither team can manage to score more goals than the other team. Can you smell? Well, hold on, I'm done. Let's another ball. Two easy goals given away. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, listen, as I say, this is football. As I say, two goals. If you're going to let goals in, then ultimately there's always going to be a chance you're going to lose the game. And that's what we tried to avoid today. Or, of course, in today's case, a draw. In today's case, a draw, yes. And two goals scored by your side in the second half. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, as I say, two goals. I mean, if you're going to score goals, then it's just football. You're ultimately, there's always going to be a chance you're going to win the game. And that's what we tried to do today. And today's game, obviously, a draw. A, a draw, yes. Daddy, there's smoke coming from the kitchen. Two great goals scored from the new signing. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, he's just the kind of player that loves to play football. As I say, by definition, he is a football player. He likes to run and he loves to score score goals, he loves to win matches he plays minutes and that's why we signed him, as I say I, th I think I think he showed great character great composure and he was clinical in the final third he was sent off for a rash challenge towards the end of the game though, your thoughts? well yeah, I mean, listen, this is football there's always room for a player to work on his character, on his composure and ultimately work on being more clinical in the final third watch it, I'll find myself watching matches and giving my life to it and I don't know why I watch it I I just, I think it was brainwashed as a kid. Um, obviously, George Best was from here, so he yeah. would have a lot of garnered a lot of sort of. He's from East Belfast. East Belfast, yeah, Craigie Road. He would have garnered a lot of sort of um, my dad's generation, you know, mm. to sort of get into it. And then there's been lots of Irish, famous Irish players like Roy Keane and stuff, Dennis Irwin. Um, so yeah, I mean, I actually fell out of it and watched it for a couple of years when I was maybe eighteen, sort of, and getting into life. But uh, <laughs> but um, like, yeah, I don't know. I just keep watching it, and I don't know why I keep watching it. It's just, I think I find it soothing. I like having it on the background, you know, if I'm animating or something. Yeah. It, sometimes I feel like it makes me feel a part of reality or something without sounding like super pretentious. But like, watching something that is normal, that is painfully normal. Like that, because I don't really watch TV or listen to radio, as I say. Um, yeah, it's sort of, it feels pretty good. But yeah, I do watch it sometimes and just think, you know, if I could total up all the minutes I spent watching this, like, you know, my God, like I could have learned Spanish or something. <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell you something worse? Uh, I follow Formula One. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, at least that's a bit more interesting. At least the cars go fast. Well, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the thing about Formula 1 is it's such an anorak sport because, right. you know, it's not only the driver, it's not only the chassis, it's not only the engine. Yeah. It's the tyres, 
it's the track, it's the temperature of the track. Yeah. It's the temperature of the tires. Yeah. It's how long, how old the tires are. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. You know? But I mean, you can get into any sport. And, and, but the thing is, it's for for whatever it is that you're doing in life, yeah. you need something to unwind your brain. I think so, yeah. And I think that's And something that's not, you know, drinking as well or whatever yeah. else. Like, it's quite good. But the problem is football hand in hand with drinking. And so, you know. Uh-huh. But Formula One's all right. One sport I could never. I'd watch. Like, I'd watch tennis even if it was on or Wimbledon or like, um, maybe not rugby. I'd say you know take that back. I love start. rugby. You yeah, know, it's it, too slow. It's it, but it's it's the ultimate team sport. Yeah, you know you can't win in rugby unless you play as a team. Yeah, and it comes down to it. But you can't do tricks in it. So <laughs> I'm a big skateboarder, and like you know, it's um that's sort of why I like football as well because you can do a wee bit of you know not make someone do an Adidas flick or something. <laughs> uh, well, so somebody kicks the ball at your shoulder and you clutch your nuts and you're down the ground. Yeah, uh, you can do that as well. You know, I like acting too, so there, it's yeah. got that. <laughs> it's got that. But no, I I need to stop. Maybe that would be a good news resolution he's off on the on the football like because it, it does like what's your day job day job really just doing freelance animation at the minute i need to get one actually this month because um i have to pay off the end of my master's here and um yeah i was tuning organs briefly with a fella but uh, i'm not doing that anymore so um yeah i'll probably just pick up some kind of call center job or something i do music videos sometimes for people but uh the as much as I enjoy doing them the sort of uh, like the finance, the, like the money to work is not really, doesn't really work out. Like, you know, it, you could be doing like a month's work on like an animated music video, like four and a half minutes, and you might only get like 400 odd quid or 500 quid. Like, when people ask me to do it as well, I sort of have to, because you don't want to scare people away, you know, with an actual figure, like a grand or something, which is really cheap, honestly, for the work. But then, you know, and also a lot of the people asking for music videos are, um, you know, like not rich, you know, they're just, they're not like getting don't have a record label they're just average people making music so it's sort of walking this tightrope between not stroking yourself but I always just end up ripping myself off and ending up having to make long music videos for I mean you still get money but it's hopefully well when I started doing them you know I was getting like 150 quid I remember for one that took like a month was I thinking god he was a mate like at least but um, now I've pushed it up a wee bit so hopefully in maybe 400 years uh, I'll be getting maybe a bit of grand or something <laughs> Do you know David Shrigley? Yeah, yeah, the artist. Yeah, so, so I told you about Ed Bennett at the start of this conversation. Yeah. I think Ed has maybe worked with, he did a piece on David Shrigley or, or, or oh, I right. don't even know if they collaborated or, or anything. But I mean, yeah. he's brilliant, you know, he and, 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 he's, and he stuck to his guns. Yeah. And now, I mean, he had that plinth, the fourth plinth in, in That's right, yeah. Leicester Square. Trafalgar, yeah. It was Trafalgar Square, yeah. Trafalgar Square, yeah. His stuff's wild, yeah, the kind of child, like, sort of doodling and stuff, but, like, yeah. it's so, like, uh, unique, you know, it's one of his ones, like, when you see it, you know, I actually got from Christmas two coasters uh, of, of his, so. I remember I was, whenever, <laughs> whenever I was living in London, I just moved there, and yeah. had, had these postcard books, and uh, there was this, you know, trendy East London book uh, bookshops yeah. that I used to go in, and I saw this book of uh, postcards, and I found it hilarious, so I, mm. I bought it and uh, started posting them off to everybody, <laughs> but um, it's great to, to see, I think, artists like yourself, yeah. sticking true to your vision, and it, paying it off, because, you know, I have a great saying. He he tells the truth will sooner or later be found out. Yeah, well, I'd like to think so, but uh, I mean, yeah, going back to David Strickley, London has so many artists though that have kept themselves that you can see. Because I lived there as well, like that never did maybe break through, but they don't care, you know. And to be mm. honest, like I wouldn't even care. I mean, I would obviously like to get, you know, be able to support myself with my creations. But it's definitely not the be all end all. But mm. it would be better. Like there was some fella. What was his name? Do you know the Millennium Bridge, the one that takes you over the Tate 
Uh, modern Millennium footbridge, yeah. Yeah, we metal one. Um, there was some fan. He was getting, you know, like a uh, chewing gum, chewed up chewing gum on the bridge, like it'll mold into the metal kind of oh, the yeah. floor, and doing these amazing like hand painted, like oh, really hyper realistic. Right. Remember yeah, on the thing, yeah. who's he? You never like what like he should be getting. How, why is like Taylor Swift getting like hundreds of <laughs> billions? No harm to Taylor Swift, but like you know, could she give? Could we start up a a go for me to get Taylor Swift to give some of her billions to the artist? Who yeah. painted the chewing gum? I, on don't I don't know. I saw a video this morning of Taylor Swift singing "Smelly Cat." Right. Okay. What from Friends? <laughs> yeah, with uh, Phoebe from Friends. Oh uh, right. Yeah. Oh well, actually, forget that. Scratch it. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe we should start a GoFundMe for the fella that painted the chewing gum to give all his money to Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit more <laughs> pragmatic. So, what's your plans for the future? Future. Uh, right now, I want to get this exhibition out of the way. Um, that's next Thursday. Um, Remind me where that is again. That's in Cityside Shopping Centre in a wee space called Arts for All. Um, it's a group show with uh, other people on my MFA course, so there's a lot of good work in. Um, How long is that going to run? I'm not sure, actually, to be honest. I've just been thinking about the deadline because it wasn't too well there, and then I was like, gee, it's creeping up, but I've got till Tuesday. It'll be all good. Like. But uh, it opens Thursday, this Thursday, the 11th, January 68th, um, and uh, all the rest of the details will be on Arts for All. Um, they're like Instagram or Facebook. Um, so I'm gonna bash that out, and then I've got the I've got to do my degree show about four or five months after, um, which is gonna be a larger version of what I'm doing here. So it's gonna be another sort of game, but like a bit more more sort of going on with it. Maybe some projections and live action stuff, more performance and stuff. Uh, I don't want to give too much away. Not that anyone cares, but uh, <laughs> I wouldn't want to say too much. Um, and then I want to get um, obviously get the album launched on. I've recorded basically all the songs, bar one or two. Um, one rocket science is going to be called. That's under the GAC label. If you get a chance to check that out, Jay Sutton's independent label. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully get that out maybe in March. Uh, and do like a. See, I'm working on a short film. I want to screen as well. It's kind of an, about existentialism. Um, I probably not say too much about it, but I wanted to screen that with the music like so. Uh, hopefully have that done in March. And then I've applied to play a couple of festivals. So hopefully, if you see Rare Witch, that's my wee handle. Um, on any gigs or any festivals, feel free to come down, and um, you don't even have to listen to the music. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> just pay in, then just leave. Sure. <laughs> I'm joking. No. So yeah, that's that's basically all. Do you want to play a song to, to get us out of here then? All right, one more tune. Um, and, uh, don't worry about swearing in this one. We can, what we can do is I can bleep. Is it, it after out. the watershed now? Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, if you don't mind me bleeping the odd word out. All right, cool. I, I'm cool with with doing that. Yeah. Okay, cool. This song's called Steak Onyx. Um, this is me breaking down what Belfast slang is and uh, what it isn't. Job seekers is dole, a long walk is a stroll if you're Baltic you're cold. The throw up is the book, a cannabis is your smoke, a 99p ice cream off a wee man, that is a pug. A rip off's a stroke if you're skint and you're broke. A score is a 20 pound note, your muckers, your mates, your faces, your bacon looking is great. And if you're angry and you say, ah, for fuck's sake, if something's class then it's good. Munches your foods, your benefits is your brew, a 10 milligram diazepam tablets of blue. You know you like the way I'm steaking it. I talk with slang and I'm never stop speaking it. Ah, 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 ah. That's just the way I talk, like so it is. Know what I mean? Ah, 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 ah. That's just the way I talk, like so it is. No, I mean, that's just the way I talk, like so it is. No, I mean, that's just the way I talk, like so it is. No, I mean, because your trainers are your guys.
scotty So farmers are called If it's tops off That means it's sunny Fly means not fur So fuck means I don't care A hippie cunt is any kind of fella Who's long hair Punches a slap to pay later his strap You went and got your hair cut You went and got your bop tap The way to stall your alcohol Is your swell And if you get called a lapper Means you got no balls Your hood is your hoop No lift means you troop And if you got yourself caught Then you got yourself scooped uh, No you like the way I'm sneaking it Cause I talk with slang And I'm a never stop speaking it Speaking it uh, that's just the way I talk, like so it is, you know what I mean? That's just the way I talk, like so it is, you know what I mean? That's just the way I talk, like so it is, you know what I mean? That's just the way I talk, like so it is, you know what I mean? If you can fight, you can scrap, having fun is a crack, a wee bit of dope is called a whack. If you're angry, then you're raging, screamers amazing, choking out, then you're craving. Wearing black means you're a gothic, talking shit, talking about like stripping frosty jacks means you're an alcoholic. Don't share your stints, the jab's the chin, the wine is the wind. Bard means you're not fucking getting in and bars to scundered If you're ugly, you're a munter. Four score fives is a hundred. Ah, I know you like the way I'm sneaking it, cause I talk with slang and I'm never stop speaking it, speaking it. Ah, 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 that's just the way I talk, like so it is. Know what I mean? Ah, 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 that's just the way I talk, like so it is. Know what I mean? Ah, 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 that's just the way I talk, like so it is. Know what I mean? Ah, 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 that's just the way I talk, like so it is. Know what I mean? Does the fact your team have problems creating chances worry you? Yeah, I mean, it's a worry, as I say, but this is football. I mean, look, if you don't create chances, you can't score goals. And if you don't score goals, then you can't win football matches. And it really is that simple. They need to say a decent rate back. That fella has no business being in the... up! All right, mate, f*** me. This has been a Solitaire Media original podcast and production.